Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to CVU Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic Astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice and disincarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with Karmic Astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibility. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net Look for Susan Reynolds under our monthly shows tab and fill out the request. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events. To find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show, please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays to see view and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us, live or on demand. Now, let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day. Danny and welcome everybody to Susan Reynolds show karmic astrology today we are doing past life astrology past life analysis explains the questions that have haunted you in this current birth who was I in my past life will my previous birth karma be carried forward to this current birth. If such questions haunt you, put your mind to rest by getting a mini past life analysis of your birth chart. Know more about the effects of past birth occurrences on this lifetime. Learn how to avoid the bad effects of past lives and overcome obstacles with this mini past life rating. Because this topic is so much uh, of the interest of our listeners, followers, callers, Susan has agreed to bring this same topic for the August show on Monday, August the 27th. So we are looking for two more people for that show. And to do so, go to see you 
1111.ne. Look under monthly shows, get into Susan Reynolds, and in there, there's a form. As always, you are welcome to add um, the $11 for Take My Call if your heart so desires. That is simply a thank you note for Susan for what she does. And you can do that at any moment. Um, or simply go to paypal.me forward slash pureco, P-U-R-E-C-O forward slash 11 and send that um, love to Susan whenever you you feel like it. It could be after your reading today. So the format that we're doing is we're going to bring Susan Reynolds. She's going to explain us about the energies that are current, are going on right now in the month of August. Then we're going to go uh, over the three pre-registered um, callers. And after that, we're going to open the the uh, switchboard to live callers and all of them were going to get a mini reading in according to their sign song that is what is the zodiac sign the day you were born then five minutes before the show ends we're going to stop that and susan is going to let us know about the um, sign of the month, and this one we're talking about Leo. So let's bring Susan so she can start us on. I'm going to interrupt if she gets way over somebody, and please I apologize, but that is because we have certain time and we have to and we want to get as many people as we can. Welcome, Susan. Hey, Claudia. I had no idea we were going to have so much interest in this topic. It's so normal to me that I forget sometimes that everybody does not deal with this on a daily basis like I do. And so I'm thrilled to be able to talk about, of course, my favorite subject, astrology and karmic astrology. Right now, I'm going to start out talking about some astrological things that are going on for the month of August. But after that, I'm going to start to explain a little bit about what karmic astrology is and how I work with it. And anybody can call in. Um, the phone lines are going to be open. And you can ask, even if you don't want me to look at your chart, if you have a question about karma or past lives or anything, I will do my best to answer it. But talking about August, we have quite quite a lot coming up in August. It is There's a lot of astrological activity. We'll just put it that way. And the month of August is, what, day after tomorrow, I think. And it starts out with Mercury retrograde and Mars is retrograde and Saturn is retrograde and Pluto is retrograde. And during the first week of August, Uranus goes retrograde. That's a lot. Those are half of the planets in the sky are going retrograde or are already retrograde. And when I say the term retrograde, that is an astrological term just meaning backwards. And so when we are looking at the planet and observing it, it appears as if it is going backwards. It's not literally doing that. But when the energy of a planet is in this seeming backward motion, it's not coming out in a direct 
um, forceful, uplifting, clear way. So a lot of our energies sort of go underground or come out sideways. And, of course, one of the most famous of these is Mercury retrograde. Most everybody has heard the phrase, oh, my God, Mercury must be retrograde. Mercury is our planet of communication. And in our society today, when communication is so instant and we expect everything to happen so quickly, any time that that planet is not moving clear and direct and forward, we can sometimes have snafus and mix-ups in regards to anything that has to do with communication. Now, Mercury just recently turned retrograde on July 25th, and it will not turn direct again until August 18th. So we have a little over two weeks left of going through Mercury retrograde. And as we are experiencing this, you can have miscommunication. Computers don't work. Appointments get missed. We get lost going to the dentist. It's not a good time to buy big ticket items, even if it's on sale, because we get it home and we discover it's broken or it doesn't work or the warranty isn't in effect or the, the date they were supposed to deliver it has a mix-up and it's not the 3rd, it's the 13th. Or all kinds of crazy things happen with Mercury retrograde. So it is not a good time to buy a car. It's not a good time to buy a major appliance. I would say any kind of appointments you make or commitments you make, even if somebody is making a commitment to you verbally, I would back it up with some sort of email, something that says, so per our conversation, you're going to do such and such, just so there's some sort of something documented. Because even without any intention to deceive, there are people who will swear up and down, no, I told them the 13th, not the 3rd. But once you have it in writing, there's something to look at. I will say people will not hear what you say correctly. They will you know, be sure you said something else and refuse to listen. Communication is not always clear. If you can avoid major commitments, I would do so until after the 18th. If you can't, of course, you go ahead and do as much as you can to document and protect yourself and a little CYA going in there. But Mercury retrograde is not a bad time. People you know, get annoyed with it because we are so busy and doing so much. But Mercury retrograde is a wonderful time to go within. It's a good time to calm down a little bit, take some time off, meditate, get projects finished that you started and left halfway through. It's a good time to go back and finish things. It's a good time to enjoy being silent, to go into higher dimensions. I have a lot of clients that will come to me when Mercury's retrograde because that is a time when they are starting to think deeply. They are starting to ask questions. This is what Mercury retrograde does. We start to think about life more deeply. But yes, then we lose our car keys and can't get to our dentist appointment. So it's six of one half dozen of another. So use it the way it's meant to be used, if at all possible. Go within, find some deeper meaning, start to seek, start to read books that feed your spirit, because that is all part of Mercury going in backward motion, at least until the 18th. Mars is also retrograde for almost the entire month of August. On August 27th, Mars will turn direct, but it is retrograde for almost the entire month. Mars is a planet of force, of action, of doing, of making it happen. You know, straight line from point A to point B, Mars wants to get there. You know, Mars can be a little assertive, a little angry 
sometimes a little bossy, you know, just part of the charm of, of Mars. So with Mars going in this seemingly backward motion, our anger may not come out directly. We may not say, I am angry with you. We can accidentally act in a passive-aggressive way, or people can act that way towards us. They don't say they're angry at us, but, oh, they forget to invite us to this or that party, or they lost our, you know, heirloom necklace or whatever, and they're so sorry about it. But anger can come out sideways. It can also come out underneath. One of the odd ways of, of Mars not coming out directly is that it can be anger that is buried, which can come out as depression. So sometimes we may feel a little more, you know, we have the blues about life. We're a little more depressed with things. We're a little discouraged. I'm not saying that has to come out, but don't be surprised if that's one of the ways that you see coming out. And on, I think it's August 12th, Mars is going to actually go backward enough to move from the sign of Aquarius into the sign of Capricorn. Now, Pluto and, and Saturn are already in Capricorn, and Mars is going to join them from August 12th until August, well, for the rest of the month after that. Mars will be there as well. So many things about your career can get activated right now. Even though all these planets are retrograde, Mars is still often a trigger for things. So don't be surprised if there are some changes at work or things are, are shaking up a little bit. Or you may just decide, you know, I want to start teaching that class or I want to start my own business or I want to take this to the next level. So it's actually good for making plans, for getting organized, for putting things together, all part of that Mars retrograde. And then starting in September, I think you're going to see all the things that you started to work on in August bear fruit. You're going to start to see the results, where August is much more about planning. With Pluto and Saturn both retrograde, Saturn will turn direct in September, but both of them are retrograde for the entire month of August. You may not necessarily see the results of what you want to have happen immediately, but don't get discouraged because Saturn is right there, and next month, well, next month is officially August. I, I would say September, Saturn is going to turn direct, and you're going to start to see more happen. So be patient with things. I'll also mention quickly that Uranus is going to turn retrograde on August 7th. So up until now, it has been direct, and it has been in the sign of Taurus. But after the 7th of August, it is too, it's going to seem to go backwards. So some of these crazy changes and everything seeming to happen at once and things being a little bit all over the place, some of that is going to start to calm down. As Uranus goes retrograde, we are going to stop trying to do everything and go everywhere and be everywhere at once. And oh, we get to take a deep breath. So I've had a lot of, of changes coming up with this Uranus. And although I think they're good changes, I'm kind of glad we're getting a little bit of a break from that. So sometimes all of this energy slowing down is actually a good thing. We also have our solar eclipse, new moon, happening on August 11th. Now, when people are especially sensitive, uh, maybe especially intuitive, they are going to react more to a solar eclipse and to a lunar eclipse than they would otherwise. And so, and my own personal feeling is that if you are a Leo or if you are a Cancer, you may react to these eclipses even more than usual. Eclipses are what I call 
astrological wormholes. They can act to take us from one place in our life to another place very quickly. This one falling in Leo is all about self. It is about ego, but let's look at a healthy ego and a positive ego, not being a dictator or an egomaniac, but being uh, someone who takes pride in their accomplishments, who wants to achieve, who wants to enjoy the, the fruits of that achievement and that success, who wants to be able to share with the world what their gifts are. So these things are going to start to come up around the 11th. Don't be surprised if there's a little bit of an interruption in your sleep pattern, although I hope for everybody's sake that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. But it's going to time with that eclipse happening there in Leo because Leo wants to be noticed. But it's not until these planets start to turn direct again and one by one start to move in. The only one that is turning direct in the month of August is going to be Mercury again on August 18th. So put off those big talks and workshops and classes and the big talk with the boss until after the 18th and you will do much better. Now, I could go on talking about what's going on in August for the entire hour, but we have people who have called in. We have people whose charts I have, and there's a lot to talk about in terms of astrology and past lives. The introduction to this show is Susan Reynolds, Karmic Astrologer. And I don't know how many of you know that and, and what that means. And it means that when I look at a chart, I start to look at the chart from a point of view of where that soul has been, some of the experiences that they have had, and what they brought into this lifetime to work on. Now, when I'm doing a full reading for somebody, I go into a time of prayer meditation before that reading, and I will often see visions of their past lives, what they have experienced and what they went through and why they have chosen certain things to work on in this lifetime. In astrology, there are two points in a chart called the North Node and the South Node, and they really speak to your soul's purpose. The South Node is going to show where your soul has been, and the North Node is going to show what your soul came in to work on. These are not planets. The North and South Node are not planets. They are rather points in the sky. We know that the Earth orbits around the Sun, and we know that the Moon orbits around the Earth. And there are two places in the sky where these orbits intersect. And those two places are the North Node and the South Node. And they speak to the soul's purpose. Now, obviously, I can't, you know, meditate on the air because you'd be listening to dead air. So <laughs> what I look at in these charts is I'm just going to be looking at what's coming up for me immediately, looking at the chart about what your soul is supposed to work on. Because oftentimes the things that are most difficult for us, often what's most painful for us is what we came in to learn about, is what we came in to correct or to balance. We have positive karma as well as more challenging karma, and we often forget about that. Karma is not something that should beat us over the head. It is a place in a chart that says you are working to find balance. You're working to even this out and to gain understanding. It is not a place of punishment. It is a place where we can often have a lot of control and a lot of soul development if we work on it correctly. So I'm of a mind where the North Node actually empowers us in our life. So with that said, I'm going to ask Claudia for our first person who is our caller of the day. 
Yeah, so we're going to start with Tina Marie. But first, um, we have had so many people asking if they are interested on doing a personal full reading with you. Would you um, have a special discount for listeners and followers on um, CD? You know, it's funny you say that. I was just thinking, I was driving home yesterday from church. I was thinking, you know, I haven't put a discount out on my Facebook page in a while. I think I'm going to put a 20% discount out there. And I just forgot about doing it. And so, yes, if somebody contacts me today for a reading from this radio show, for a full reading, I will give you 20% off um, on that reading. And so, and you can go to my website. I'm terrible at promoting myself. You can go to my website, <laughs> www.exploreastrology.com, and you can book, go to the readings page, and you can book through that way. And I'll be happy to read for you. And then I do go into meditation, and I do get much more detail. And we look at your soul's journey, and we look at your challenges, and we look at your gifts, and it's very in-depth. <laughs> I'll put it that way. As you can tell, I love what I do, and I love getting into a chart. And this is why I tell Claudia that she has to stop me, because I would just keep talking, talking, <laughs> talking to whoever I had in front of me. And they know oh. it, too, because if anybody's ever had a reading with me, they have to shut me up. So, yes, if you want to book a reading with me, go to my website. It is 20% off. Go down to the bottom of the page. It changes the price of your reading from normally 150 You would get it at 120 And you could just put in where it says special payments, put in 120 and contact me, and we'll set up your appointment. I'll be happy to read for you. Perfect. So thank you so for that. So let's first start with Tina Marie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So let's bring hey, Tina, Tina Marie. Marie. Hello, girls. How are you doing? We are doing great. Now, most of you know Tina Marie also has her own show on this network, and she is a very gifted, intuitive, and animal communicator, and in general, lovely person. And Tina Marie and I know each other, and I just think the world of her. So I am so glad she's calling in today. So I'm glad I have to be chart- here. I, I'm excited. Well, I will say I have your chart in front of me. And, oh, isn't this interesting? Just as I picked up your chart, your spirit guide started to come in. Okay, that doesn't usually happen, um, but there you go. That's happening with you right now. Okay, there are going to be some changes coming up for you. I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with your past lives, but this is just what your guides are trying to get me to tell you for some reason. And since you're intuitive yourself, you may know this already, or they may have already talked to you about this. But I am going to tell you, there seems to be a lot of energy around you, and you need to be aware of partnerships, of not only your own personal partnership in in your life, but public partnerships and professional partnerships, and who you partner with, and the, the standards, the ethics, the integrity of who you're partnering with. I'm also going to mention that I definitely see some more money coming up for you, which is a nice thing. And your guides are showing me this. Like, I think you're going to get ready to start to move to another level. So I don't know if there are other things you've been thinking about doing or taking on or trying or whatever, but this feels like a good time to be doing it. And when I say this time, I'm talking about August and September. It feels as if there may be some travel, but there's also like, I don't know if it's public speaking or writing a book. There also seems to be a lot of help 
sort of encouraging you to speak out in some way or speak up in some way. So there may be some classes or workshops that you're thinking about doing that they are encouraging you to do. There's a lot of things going on here with pets. So, and I know because that's part of your work, I can't tell if that's personal or professional. My guess would be it's a little bit of both. So if you have pets, which I'm assuming that you do, I don't know why, um, there may be some old issues coming up with them or some things you need to take care of or go back to that kind of thing. Um, and that's in, in your personal life. And they're letting you know it's time. It's, it's time to do this. I don't know what that means. But they're, they're telling you it's time to take care of this or, or it's time to do this or time this came up kind of thing. So now we're going to switch because I do want to start to talk to you about the soul's purpose and about what I see for you. And one of the main things that I look at when I see this chart is your ability to lead. You are a natural-born leader. And one of the reasons you're a natural-born leader is because you have been a leader in other lifetimes. You have been somebody who was, I will say, in charge. And I don't want you to get the big head, but you were somebody who is considered to be special, elevated. You were kind of, I don't know, the Beyonce of your day. You know, For whatever reason, whatever talents or abilities you had, it feels as if you used these and it elevated you kind of above society. Um, and you were able to lead and you understood what it was to take charge and to delegate, to give orders, to say you do this, you do that. I don't mean this in an arrogant way. I just mean this in an authoritative way. You learned how right. to hold authority, and you learned how to use that well. So you have to be a little bit careful because sometimes that may seep through, and other people may see you as, well, who died and made her God? What makes her so bossy? But you come by it honest. <laughs> this is also a lifetime. <laughs> I know you have no idea why anybody would think of you that way. Um, this is, these are also lifetimes in which I see you as a man. And so you come in in a feminine body, but with a masculine kind of energy. And so it's very much about get to the point. What are you saying? You know, you're not going to be happy with anybody dithering. You know, don't dither. Just tell me. Just give it to me straight. You know, this is, this is the kind of mindset you come in with. And so for a woman, you know, at any age, this can be challenging because you think like a man but look like a woman. And so learning how to balance these, how do I lead as a woman, is one of your life lessons. How, to, how do I lead but still be compassionate? and kind, you know, how do I allow my feelings to show or to be shared with somebody and yet not lose authority? And those are nuances of things. This is almost like what I would call a fine-tuning lifetime. It's not the first lifetime that you have started to work on these issues, but you are, have done work on them before and are now taking them to the next level and are being offered lessons that are probably going to be more subtle than most other people. And these subtle lessons sort of creep up on you. And I'm going to tell you, just as soon as you think, oh, I handled that okay, and give yourself a little pat on the back, boom, the next lesson, a little bit more hidden, <laughs> is going to come up around this. <laughs> Aren't you the lucky one? I know, but it is not about, <laughs> yeah, 
it's not about choosing one or the other. It is about how do I balance both? How do I allow myself to be a woman and be a leader? How do I allow myself to exert my authority but not lose my family in that equation? Because I'll tell you, quite frankly, in other lifetimes, your life was you know, weighed much more heavily in terms of success, in terms of achievement, than it was in terms of home and family. So you're going to end up asking yourself in this lifetime, what means success to me? Is it having fame? Is it having a certain amount of money? Is it having people revere me or look up to me? What are my definitions of success? And if I have to have that success at the cost of my family, that's not going to happen for you in this lifetime. Family is too emphasized, and you're too much in tune with that. So in this lifetime, I definitely see your soul working to sort of balance this out a little bit and not choose one over the other, but to make sure that both are respected. And I will say there has been lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, Tina Marie, where you have been involved in the mystical world, in the world of divination, in the world of sort of um, leaving behind the everyday world and going into higher dimensions. This happens to you quite easily. Some people develop their intuitive skills in adulthood. You came into this world being extremely intuitive because those skills were developed in other lifetimes. You were so intuitive that you actually almost lost touch with what I would call the real world. In this lifetime, it is as if you want to clear away all this crap out of your regular life so you can meditate and touch into these higher realms. And yet I'm going to tell you, all the crap that you want to delegate to somebody or get rid of, that's what you came in to learn. You did not come in to learn how to be mystical. You know that. You came in knowing that. It's part of your soul. You did not come in to learn how to seek higher states of wisdom. Your soul is already there. You came in to learn how to deal with everyday lifetimes. For you, there is a tremendous amount of growth that happens when you are balancing your checkbook, when you are making your appointments, when you are stuck in traffic, when you are home waiting for the dishwasher repairman to come. All the things that annoy you half to death that you can't wait to get rid of, those are the things that are helping your soul balance because you are balancing the needs of mortgage payments and car payments and getting from point A to point B and doing all that while you hold on to and live a spiritual and higher dimension life. In this lifetime, you're not choosing one over the other. And that's some of what your soul is working on. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm getting the, I'm getting the hook. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that helped, and I hope that gave you some insight and some understanding. Oh, that was beautiful. I so love that, and you're absolutely spot on with all of the everything that you said. It's absolutely the, the exact truth. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, we've all got our lessons. No matter what we're doing and where we're at, we all have our lessons. Yes, so, thank okay, you so much. Who is our next life, person? Love that. <laughs> I love you, Tini Marie. Thank you for calling. I love you too, Claudia. 
Okay, so now we're going to go with Paulette, and she's here with us. Hello. Hi, Paulette. Hi. How are well, you? Well, <laughs> I have your... Okay, I have your chart in front of me, and yeah. although I'm not doing deep states of meditation on your chart, looking at the nodes, I can already tell you some things about your soul's purpose and uh, what you're here to learn and some of your life lessons. And one of them that jumps out at me immediately is that you've had many lifetimes here of being somebody's partner and somebody's spouse. You have learned in effect, from other lifetimes, how to love, how to be in love and how to love. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing to have learned in other lifetimes. You have had many what I would call Nancy Reagan lifetimes. You know, she would sit there with her hands folded, just gazing adoringly at her Ronnie, you know. In other lifetimes, that was you, Paula. You were the one making sacrifices. So your spouse could achieve. You were the one giving up so they could be happy. You, you learned how to think of us, how to think of we, which is lovely and there's nothing wrong with that. But you had so many lifetimes like that, your soul started to get what I would call a little out of balance. There were things that your soul missed working on because you were so busy thinking about how can I make my husband happy or my partner happy. And so in this lifetime, one of the things that you have come in to learn is, what about me? I don't mean this in a selfish or arrogant way or a grabby way. I mean, you just haven't had a chance to learn that in other lifetimes. You were too busy being the good wife or the good spouse. And so in this lifetime, it starts out with wanting to be with somebody because that's what feels normal to your soul. I'm supposed to be with a partner. You would have wanted, oh my um, you know, to have a date every Saturday night or even marry young. And if I was reading to you at 18 or 19, I'd be telling you don't marry young because this um, kind of energy means that you might marry and start out being the wonderful spouse that is, oh, what makes you happy, dear? Yes, we can, we can go out for Chinese even though I break out in a rash and you love it. Sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah. But as you age, as you mature, the chart starts to open up to the lessons you came in to learn. It starts to pat you on the shoulder and tap you and say, wait a minute, Paulette, did you just give up a great job so they could be happy and they didn't want to move? Are you giving up too much of yourself? You start to ask these questions and you start to see parts of yourself that you're giving up and realize, oh, wait a minute, I don't know who I am. I need to be in a relationship and I need to make sure it is not at the cost of self. And so all the lessons that you learn about honoring yourself, knowing yourself, putting yourself first once in a while, which is okay, this is part of what your soul came in to learn. And let me tell you, it is difficult. This is a challenge for you because everything in you wants to say, whatever makes you happy, dear, or you can be very, very accommodating to other people. And so it's natural to you to act in cooperation and to listen, but I would encourage you to be able to speak up and speak your mind and say, no, I I don't want to go out for Mexican. I had it for lunch. Can we go somewhere else? And as you start to do this and as you learn who Paulette is and what makes you happy and what makes you unhappy and what feeds you and what doesn't, 
you are going to start to get happier and happier. And uh-huh. you're going to start to own yourself more and more. Have you seen this growth start to happen already in your life? Absolutely. I've, I've never been able to get, um, I've never had a decent relationship in this lifetime. I've never been <laughs> married or had children. And I've always wanted what all the other girls had and it just never came to me. You know, and uh, I will say this is why. This is why. Yeah. Because your soul had that for multiple other lifetimes, and your soul said, "Don't do that again. Don't get trapped in that again." And so there's a yearning. There's absolutely a yearning for what was because that's what feels normal to us. So being I gave up a, a relationship. I gave up a career in dance because of other people. What other people needed, yeah. you know. <laughs> see you're I'm sorry I can tell you're crying I hope this isn't too painful for you um, a little bit but it, that's okay but sometimes <laughs> when when we hear a truth it can sometimes be very emotional and this is part of your truth I want you to understand this Paulette it does not mean that you cannot be in a happy healthy relationship it does not right. mean that at all but it means you cannot do that at the expense of yourself. Your soul won't let okay. you slide back into that. So the more yeah. that you can positively and happily assert yourself, honor yourself, and put your needs out there in a healthy way, the more your soul balances and the more it grows and the more it moves into a place where it can have it all. So you've come into this world thinking all your needs are selfish. And I need to make sure everybody yeah. else is happy. Yeah. Oh, my God. And has it made you happy? Because it doesn't sound like it. So right. I'm going I'm to encourage you to honor Paulette, to say what makes me happy in life. What do I want to do? And the more yeah. that you do that, I'm not saying, you know, be arrogant or greedy, but I don't see that for you at no. all in this chart. No. I have to encourage you to do that. So the more that you do that, the happier you become, the more you move in to what your soul is asking you to learn in this lifetime. Okay. And and you can do that in, in small ways. It doesn't, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe I'll, I'll call you later or something um, and, and get a, a full reading. I, I'm kind of broke right now, but maybe in a month that or so. That would be lovely. I'll you call. Okay, dear. Thank you. That would be lovely. Okay. Make sure. Positive self-assertion. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Um, Claudia, who do we have next? So now we're going to go with Louise. Hi, Louise. Hello. Hi there. How are you? I am good. I have your chart in front of me, and hey. I am looking at what is going on here. And I will tell you, when I first picked up your chart, I started to hear gunfire. And that is my sort of symbol, if you will, for something in the past that has been very difficult and challenging. I think that you have come from past lifetimes where you have experienced some sort of war or violence, or traumatic event. And that has been extremely challenging. 
and difficult for you. It's almost as if, let's say you, you know, were on a, a PT boat that was, you know, in World War II and, and it was, you know, hit by a rocket or something, you know, and you as a soldier died. I'm just making something up. I'm not saying this is what I see. You would have had that mm-hmm. trauma, um, you know, of dying suddenly or quickly or even violently. And so coming into this lifetime, it's almost as if on a very subconscious level, there's an expectation that life is not safe. You know, there's an idea here that, oh, you know, make sure you're staying alert. Make sure you're aware of what's going on. You know, um, when you take any kind of safety classes, they're always encouraging women, when you're walking from the mall to your car, look around, be alert. It's almost as if you're doing that in life, almost from birth. Like, I better make sure mm-hmm. nothing's happening. I better keep looking. I better, I better be constantly vigilant over here. Sometimes there can be something in early childhood that sort of reawakens this or makes you feel like I'm not safe or, you know, it could be something very normal like, you know, daddy is a, a salesman and goes out of town on a trip, it could, you know, and you're one year old and it's like, a, oh, People go away instantly, you know, it's not safe or whatever, because we are talking on the subconscious level and those decisions and those um, attitudes that are formed at a very, very young age before we're even consciously aware of this. And so you can grow up, you know, feeling, you know, as if you need to create a secure life or feeling unsafe in the world, like, oh, the world is a very scary place. But I'm going to tell you something that you're going to like. Coming into this lifetime, you did not come in to learn about fear. You did not come in to learn about violence or trauma. You came in to learn about peace. You came in to learn about safety. You came in to learn what it feels like to feel safe and secure. And isn't that a nice thing to learn? And so as you age, as you mature, you start to feel more and more secure, more and more safe. As a matter of fact, you have to actually be careful that as you get older, you don't get so set in your ways that you refuse to budge. No, I always have fish for lunch on Tuesdays, and we're not having chicken pot pie. You know, you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to become so rigid or so set in your ways that you can't adapt or change or, or allow something new into your life. But it does mean that you get to have that sense of living in the same place or, uh, you know, paying your mortgage, having a paid-for home, and, you know, I work 30 years at the same profession or, you know, I have the same group of friends. You just learn what it feels like to feel safe and to feel secure and to feel comfortable. I'll tell you something else because I'm also seeing a lifetime here in which I almost hate saying this because it is such a cliché, and yet this is what I'm feeling is that there's a lifetime here in which I think you are royalty, minor royalty. You are not Cleopatra, you are not the Queen of England, but you may have been an aristocrat of some sort. You may have been in a a position in society where you were sort of, you know, oh, they're lord or lady, somebody or other. And in that lifetime... I do see you kind of really enjoying the ego, i got to tell you, Louise. It was, it was kind of like, oh, this feels pretty darn good. Um, and so your whole life was about having whatever it was you wanted or needed presented to you. But in this lifetime, you mm-hmm. decided to change that pattern. In this lifetime, 
it has been about thinking about the world. You're a natural born humanitarian. You came into this world to, to change it, to uplift it, to bring forward new ideas, to really help the world um, on every level, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. It is a wonderful energy. And so you're moving away from this energy of what do I need? And you're asking, what does the world need? What, what does the community need? What does my group need? You're probably going to do very, very well with any kind of group or organization, and they're really going to feed your spirit. So when you are, you know, going through a tough time or feeling, you know, down in the dumps or whatever, I would tell you to reach for your friends and to reach for groups because they are going to uplift you. And I would also tell you to do something with the land. You might want to take your socks and shoes off and walk on the ground outside or go to the park and, you know, be around nature. I think those two things are going to be very uplifting for you and very much about your soul getting an opportunity to grow. So when you feel stuck, do something humanitarian-wise. Do something that makes the world a better place. Do something that makes you feel good that you contributed this or that because that's going to feed what you came in to do and that's going to lift you up. So it's a beautiful chart, you know, with lots of energy here. There are some real blessings here. Very, very intuitive, you know, so much so that you could probably be some sort of professional in working with something intuitive. You know, very artistic and very intuitive chart. It's actually beautiful. I don't know if you're some kind of artist or work with something creative, (laughs) but that would be another area that I would tell you to explore to help lift you up and to help make you Mm -hmm. feel good. And we're out of time. I'm sorry, Louise. Okay. That's all right. Thank you. That's very interesting. Especially especially if if Hello? Yeah? I think. Can you hear me? This is Luis. Yes, I can hear you. I, I think we lost Susan. So I'm um, I'm here. So I heard uh, the part where you said okay. it was very interesting, especially, and then I didn't hear anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, just thought, for I thought I couldn't talk anymore. I thought I thought you wanted me to stop. Um, no, just that uh, what you identified about uh, my father leaving. Uh, my father died when I was two, so it's fascinating. Oh wow. Wow. Thank you for calling. To be discussed so, at another time. <laughs> yes, I do have to move along, but it, but I'm glad you got on today. I'm glad you got on the show. Thank you. Okay, so now we're gonna okay. go with our first live caller of the day. And this is a Leo girl. Today is her birthday and her first name is Today Bobby. is her birthday? Yes. So today is what? Today is the 30th? Today is, yeah. Okay. Yes. And today is your birthday. And what year were you born? 1963. 1963. Okay. And what is it that you would like to know today or have me talk to you about? Um. Probably um, career. Career is huge right now. Um, lots of changes and happenings and possibilities and career. 
Okay. Or if well, remember something else comes up, just whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> well, I will say, remember what I said about August 11th. There's going to be an eclipse, and that may very well open up something for you or move you to a different place. Because when I look at, in general, for Leos this year, they have had several changes in terms of their career. Now, change is not bad, and it's not good. It's just change. It could be a change because you decided to become self-employed. It could be a change because you retired. It could be a change because your company went out of business. You know, they're all changes. And so Leo is a fixed sign, and it does not necessarily like change. And because Mercury is right next to your sun and a bit stuck right now since it's retrograde, I would say you may be a bit stuck until the 18th. After the 18th, I see some of this opening up because Mercury is going to start to move. And I definitely see after the 22nd of August, there may be some more money going on here for you. Um, You have another layer of some of this stuck energy lift in September because in September, Saturn is going to go direct, which is also retrograde right now. So it's almost like a car that's, you know, the battery isn't working. There's a lot of ideas, there's a lot of energy, but not a lot is happening. And so I would say it's probably going to be um, the 18th of August before the first layer lifts. It's going to be September before the second layer lifts. And then after September, I think career starts to take off and you start to see some of the results. And I will say, Hang on a minute. What is going on there? I will say I do think um, starting in August, you may be thinking about how to network and how to use social media and how to work on these, these kinds of things and get your message out there and this kind of thing. It's difficult for you because one of the things I would tell you to work on is family because make sure that you are not choosing career over family. Because if you do that, your career actually suffers. It's sort of like a catch-22. But when you pick family and career, instead of career over family, both of them prosper. So make sure that you are balancing out that energy. And it's actually, even though it sounds counterintuitive, it's one of the best things I can tell you to do for your professional life. And yes, I will say that August looks very busy, I see a lot going on there. You need to make sure you are taking care of your health. You may be feeling a bit discouraged or down in the dumps or or even depressed, you know, through the month of August. So make sure you are doing things that are about self-care. What, you know, taking a long bath, making sure you're doing some walking, eating right, getting a good night's sleep. This is where I would really tell you that I don't see a lot happening immediately in the career, but spend that time on self. And then after, mid, um, after mid-August, start going at it again. And then again in, in September, more opens up for you. So it's just a matter of being patient. It's not far away, but if it's not happening now, it feels like it's far away. So, yes, I would say you're going to be doing better, but not as quickly as you would like. Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay, so now we're going to go with, oh, she, you even finished a little bit before, so that's good. So we're okay. going to go with the next one. We have Silfen, and is she or he is a Taurus. 
Okay. Hello? Hello? Are you looking yes. to know what is coming up for you as a Taurus, or are you looking to know more past life information? Past life information. Okay. I will need your birthday, month, day, and year. May 12, 1994. Okay. All right. So you're a Taurus. Oh, you know, my whole family is a Taurus. My mother, my father, my sister. I was raised in a whole family of, of bulls, and I love them, but wow. Um, try having your whole family be Taurus. So I'm looking at where your north and south nodes are, and I'm going to tell you that in this lifetime, you have had lifetimes of being connected to the land. You have had lifetimes where you have been a farmer. Maybe even I'm getting a feeling or a sense here of being some kind of Native American where you, you worked the land and you were very good at this. And in the, but when you work the land, when you, you are in effect stuck in one place, you, you know, you, you plan something. You can't go off. You have to tend it. You have to be patient with it. You have to wait for the rain. You have to till the soil. All the things that are required to watch something come up from the ground and nurture it into full bloom and then harvest it, that's a process. And we can't always speed that process up. So in other lifetimes, you learn to work with that. You learn patience. And that's not something that most of us have learned yet. But you learned how to do it. And I will tell you, you learned it so well that you got just a little out of balance with it. And you got to the place where you were kind of set in your ways or a little bit stuck. It's like, no, no, I'll do it this way. Yes, I know it's a little bit harder and a little bit slower, but I'm okay with it. It'll work out fine in the end. You learn to have that long-term view. But in doing so, in other lifetimes, your soul took away the spontaneity out of life. After all, you can't plant a crop and then travel around the world. You have to stay there to, to watch it, make sure it grows. And so you learned how to stay in one place. You learned how to fulfill your commitments. You learned how to take things one step at a time. And I'm going to tell you something that's going to sound a little crazy, but in this lifetime, you're learning how to take a chance. You're, now, don't do anything you know crazy, crazy, but you're learning how to step outside your comfort zone and that is not always easy. And so I would challenge yourself to do some things that are a little bit different, a little bit unusual, and that um, make you a little nervous. You know, go on a roller coaster and, you know, that feeling when you're at the top of the roller coaster just before it's, you know, going to go. You have that butterflies in the stomach feeling. And that's, that's exciting and scary, but scary in a good way. So... I would tell you to push yourself, maybe give a talk because most people are a little afraid of public speaking and that might be something that you actually do very well. You know, you also, I'm getting, a, I'm, I'm getting an image in my head of money, of dollars, of gold. I think in some other lifetimes, you may have done very well for yourself financially which is great. You know, you learned how to have money, how to save money, how to, I don't know, compound interest or whatever you do to have a nice bank account in other lifetimes. But in this lifetime, I'm sorry, I would say in this lifetime, you might want to take a little bit of a chance 
every once in a while to kind of move yourself forward. And the more you move yourself forward by taking a chance, the more positive, healthy chances you're ready to take. So, okay, I just had to put that in. <laughs> and thank you, Silken, for your call. And who do we have next? Okay, and we're going to get Kimberly. She is a Scorpio. And uh, she okay. might be the last one of the day, uh, and then we're going to go with the um, sign of the sign month. of the month. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kimberly, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? I am good. Thanks for calling in. Are you, you. looking for information about karma and past lives, or more about what's coming up? What's coming up uh, in reference to career? Okay. Everybody's talking about their, their career. All these retrograde planets are just beating the crap out of everybody. They are really, really slowing energy down, and that is making everybody nervous. I will tell you, I think August, there's a lot of energy here by career. But your career has Mercury up at the top of the chart, and we know it is not going to turn retrograde until the 18th. So projects may be stalled, phone calls are not being returned, and you know, Scorpio is, is really used to taking charge of things and making it happen. So all of this stalled energy is going to make you very, very frustrated. And I can't fix that. I'm just going to tell you it's astrologically normal, Agreed. but I don't see it as Agreed. being very comfortable. Yeah. And so I would say for these next 18, 20 days, work on a plan. You know, figure out what you're going to do or what you want to have happen. Don't try to push it yet because chances are it's not going to go anywhere. Wait until after the 18th. And after the 18th, I would say, things really start to move. And then I would really start to um, see some action and see some people ready to talk to you. Right now it feels like you can't get a yes or whoever you're trying to talk to isn't there or, you know, just annoying is all get out. I will also say, that right now it looks like there may be some things going on with the home or with the family that are demanding your attention or there's some conflict there. And so I will be paying attention to that at least in the first half of August. And then after that, that seems to ease up a little bit. There's a lot of movement going on here through August and September. Are you planning any kind of trips or going anywhere? No, I hadn't. Well, I would say you might. It's a good time to get out of town for a few days. I'm not talking about traveling around the world or, or you know, cruise to, to Bali or something. But I am talking about maybe go to the mountains for a few days or go to the beach for a few days. It's a good time to just shake things up by going out of town. Take a little vacation time. I will say it's wonderful for spending time with friends. Last, up until last month, up until July, Jupiter was retrograde. And so you were struggling with that. You know, in July this month, Jupiter finally turned direct. And now you've got to deal with this Mercury retrograde. No wonder you're frustrated and annoyed. But I will say between um, August 18th and November 9th, I see a lot of very positive career-oriented energy. I would say the second half of, of August, I would push and make appointments, and start to really focus 100% on work. Up until then, focus on friends and family. Okay. 
All right. And thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, my pleasure. Okay, so let's just finish with the sign of the month. And everybody that couldn't get on the call, please um, get for August 27th. She's going to be back. If you really, really want to have a reading, then fill out a form. And we'll put you for August or September because we're getting full. We are. I think August is already full, Susan. So. Oh, my goodness. We're going to go to September and all of the rest of the or contact you directly to exploreastrology.com and get a reading. Yeah, with, if you want a reading that is more in-depth, you know, for the few minutes that I have on, on the radio, that's why I'm asking people if they want to concentrate on their past lives or what's coming up for them because I can't get to everything in this short period of time we have. But in a full reading, of course, I do. I talk about the visions I have. I talk about your karma. I talk about what's coming up and talk about love, money, career, health, family, the whole nine yards, and it's much more in-depth. So if you want that, go to my website, exploreastrology.com, and book something. Otherwise, you can contact Claudia and see about being on the show for next month. I love karmic astrology, and I love that so many other people are excited about this and connecting with this. So I will also say I am on Facebook every morning. I post on Facebook, and I put something out there. It's just Susan Reynolds, my page on Facebook. And I am a blonde, so you can, I think my picture's out there. And I will put where the moon is at and what it is doing for the day and how you can use that. And I will talk about the full moons and the eclipses and the new moons. And so it's free, completely free. Also on my website, completely free information every month for every sign about what to expect that month. And you don't have to pay anything. You don't have to join anything. It is my way of giving back to the community and sharing what I love with everybody else. So, okay, all of that said, as we are finishing up, Leo is the sign of the month for August. And I love Leo. Leo is a fire sign. It is also a fixed sign. And fixed simply means a lot of staying power. And if it is taken too far, it means a lot of stubbornness. So that is kind of the downside of that fixed energy. But Leo has the ability to be creative, to come up with these wonderful ideas and then put them into motion all the way through to manifestation. So they are one of the few signs that is able to combine a wonderful open mind and fresh ideas and imagination with making it happen. Usually it's one or the other, but Leo gets to do both. As a fire sign, most Leos are very positive, very upbeat, very sunny. You know, if you're the parents of a Leo child, they're usually the happiest kids in the world. They love everybody. They will make friends easily. They are outgoing. You can see a little bit of the shadow side of Leo when you see the Leos that are all me, me, me. The word diva was created for the shadow side of Leo. (laughs) The positive side of this is taking pride in your work, in, in what you do, in wanting to share something of excellence with the world. You want to make it better. You want it to be wonderful. That's Leo. They're not going to put anything out there that's shoddy or halfway done. And nope, it reflects on me. It's going to be done right. That's a positive Leo energy. 
But the negative Leo energy is when they haven't received enough applause, enough acknowledgement. They interrupt other people's phone calls. They're, uh, uh, they interrupt other people's talking to friends or conversations. They want all the attention all the time. They suck up all the energy in the room. That's the shadow side of Leo. And I tell the parents of Leo children, one of the best things you can do for them is to praise them, praise them, praise them. Most American parents don't like to do that all the time because they don't want to make their kids little egomaniacs or get the big head. But with Leo, it's exactly the opposite. When they feel safe and secure, receiving praise and acknowledgement, their, their open heart and their sunny nature really comes forward and is able to shine. It's when they don't feel that they're getting acknowledgement or praise, that they start to, you know, me, 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 and, and they want all the attention because they don't feel secure yet. So with a Leo, you have to acknowledge them. They need that applause. They need that good job. They need the pat on the shoulder. It is motivating to them. It is uplifting to them. It is as necessary to them as the air to breathe. And if they don't get it, they will go far, far out of their way to make sure they do. So if you are married to a Leo, if you are romantically involved with a Leo, if you're friends with a Leo, be sure to tell them what a good job they did or how well they look today. Leos are always going to walk out of the house looking put together. You're never going to see them pulling something out of the dirty laundry pile to put on. They're not going to go out of the house wrinkled or disheveled. They're going to present themselves to the world in a certain way. Think of Jackie Kennedy. You know, she was always likened to being a queen. She had that regal quality. Leo is not called, you know, that's the lion, the king of the jungle. They have this regal quality to them. You know, they want to be admired for something. They just have to make sure it's something positive for other people to look up to them. And they have a very positive spirit. So they want to share. They're very generous and open-hearted. So whatever they have, they are more than willing to share with other people, whether that is their money or their talent or their time. They are more than ready to share it out there. And speaking of talent, Leo is a very creative sign. And when you are either a Leo or have a lot of Leo energy in your chart, I would say dabble in something that is creative. Take singing lessons, even if you can't carry a tune. You know, sign up for watercolor. Take pottery class or knitting or explore all different ways of expressing your creativity because it doesn't matter if, if Leo is going to make that a career. It feeds something inside of them when they are able to enjoy the creative process. And I will also say that is a sign that rules children. So many Leos are wonderful with children. They make great teachers. They are wonderful at taking care of nieces and nephews. Even as teenagers, they probably like to babysit. They usually have a real affinity for children. They would be great at writing a children's book. You know, the creative process is very natural to Leo, and they really want and need to use that to find their place in the world. They're not going to be happy as a drone in a big company with no acknowledgement. So if you have somebody who's a Leo and they're your employee, make sure they know how much they are appreciated. Make sure they know that you see the job they're doing. Assuming, of course, it's a good job, which I'm assuming it is. You know, they want and need to take pride in what they're doing. And if you're having a Leo who doesn't seem to take any pride in what they're doing, then there's a problem. And I would start to talk to them about it because there's something underneath that. 
you have to make sure with Leo that they don't pass the pride mark and go into arrogance because that can sometimes be a fine line. And sometimes they will say something or present something with so much assurance that other people are a little put off by it. You know, they, they'll look at it as, huh, they sure think they know everything. They're, they don't mean it that way most of the time. So sometimes Leo can be a little misunderstood. So cut them a little slack. Most of the time they have a very generous heart. And parents of Leo children have to tell them, don't give your mittens away because they'll just give away their toys, their mittens, or anything else because they just have that lovely, lovely spirit that is ready to enjoy life and wants you to enjoy life with them. So it's one of my favorite houses. It's one of my favorite signs. Well, they're all my favorites. They're all my children. <laughs> they're all my favorites in different way. But I love the sunniness and the positiveness and the joy that is so much a part of the sun sign of Leo. So, Claudia, did I go over? Are we wrapping up, yeah. or did I once again manage to go over my time? Well, you did, but I love Leo, so I, it's okay. I, I, I'm married to one, and, 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 and the picture you just put it was right there. So Okay. So we're done for another beautiful, exciting, full episode with uh, Susan Reynolds. Again, she's coming back in August the 27th. We already are full for that show, but send us your application so we can put it for the next show for the next month. She comes mm-hmm. the last Monday of every month. And every month she presents a different topic. These are the different areas of astrology. But next month we're going to continue with past lives. Okay, I'm excited. I'm thrilled that so many people are excited about this and I'm already thinking about next month. Yes, and thank you everybody for being with us. Share, share, share. Let everybody know that they can become friends with Susan Reynolds on Facebook and follow her uh, posts on the moon every day, where the moon is and how it's affecting us. And so I follow her, and it's so beautiful, the information she gets. So thank you, Susan, again, for being with us. And a lot of hugs. Have a wonderful rest of the week. And everybody, thank you for being here. See you on Friday if you're coming back to Seabue. And with that, we say goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks, Claudia. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.